Happy Poochki Day! Hey, Poochki Day! That's right, get your Poochki, people. Did you say Poochki? It's Poochki. Is it Poochki or Poochki? It turns out not even the Polacks know. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying no. it right and wrong simultaneously. And that's how you know it's right, Frank. <laughs> Welcome to Chicago. That's right, man. Sweet home. Well, it was a good Chicago. trip. Glad to be back home in uh, Denver, but the home home, Chicago, my man. Nothing beats it, dude. The food, so good. I'm still full. I haven't eaten since I left. It's crazy. Been shooting since I walked in the door. Right? I haven't. I had to call out sick. I've been on the toilet <laughs> the entire time. Oh, uh, man, I know. We were talking about it. It's only been two days, but we feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, and... yeah. Thanks. Miss you already, dude. Oh, That's crazy. Oh, wow. Appreciate it. Uh, I just miss all the cooking from Nona. Man. Uh, how good is that, there man? There is nothing better than home cooking. No, dude. I'll tell you. She worries about what I'm going to eat way more than I worry about what I'm going to eat. That's good. It's important to have someone out there in your life looking out for what you're eating. Uh, Emma and I were chatting about how we slept like a rock every single night. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just the the house smelled like food. You were totally stuffed to the brim. You couldn't move. Just like a one bowl, right? And then you're like out like a light. It was crazy. Yeah, you climb into this bed that's like from the 1980s with Egyptian cotton sheets. And it's fucking amazing. Yeah, how you like those uh my pillow sheets? Oh, that was my pillow. Wow. Man. Pretty sure. I think she I know she she likes the my pillow stuff. Yeah, she's a supporter of the Got Maya. The flippers. That's right. <laughs> she likes that guy, Mike. Because, you know why? Because he wears the fucking stupid cross. Do you know this? It, wor- it works. Do you know the story of the My Pillow guy? No, nah, what story? He was apparently at the end of his rope, uh, strung out on crack cocaine and methamphetamines. And he pulled his life together, found God, and created my pillow. Wow. Uh, did God tell him to make the pillow? I'm not sure who intervened in his crack cocaine binging, but uh, he was a crackhead man. It's pretty crazy. Now he walks with the lion. That's right. <laughs> See that stupid painting? God, but it works. The old ladies love it. I'm not familiar with the painting, but you know what I can't get out of my mind? The endless streaming imagery of Brian Urlacher telling me to grow my hair in various different (laughs) puns and hilarious, semi-hilarious, probably not that hilarious uh, jokes that he put up there. Brian Hairlacher? Brian Hairlacher, dude. You weren't kidding, man. First of all, I didn't know, I didn't really realize we don't have a lot of billboards out here in Colorado. It's nothing but billboards there in Chicago. I forgot about that. <laughs> and so you're going down the highway, and Brian Urlacher and his hairline um, retrieval company, they apparently uh, bought out, I would say, maybe eight miles or so worth of billboard. Oh, every billboard. It's like every other. They'll do like four in a row. Yeah, it's a gimmick. I kind of like. I think it's funny. I, we got a big kick. This out way of it, to O'Hareport. Yes, I would say oh, this. So gay. Like I said, they're going. There's a couple of them over reach, but I actually thought it was pretty entertaining. But you definitely weren't kidding, man. Brian Erlacher, he's all out there and uh, telling you to regrow your hair, man. <laughs> he's all we got. He hasn't played in like 15 years. <laughs> All the power to him. I mean, he could have gone down the Brady route. Brady just signed like a $300 million contract to be a sports caster for Fox. Uh, did he really? Yeah, I knew somebody would sign him. Oh, lightning Everybody fast. Everybody knew it. I think eh. he had something almost on the docket there last year when he, what, retired for two days? Came he back. Fake retired. <laughs> That's right. Where he realized he hated his wife. <laughs> you think he went back just to divorce the witch? I think that's what it was. He's like, all right, I'll take the cursed season if it means I'm out. Yeah, I think it was a fair trade. Fair trade. He figured Jordan went out on the Nuggets. He'll go out on a shitty season, but he'll (laughs) lose the wife. It's a win. So uh, when I was in (laughs) Chi-Town, man, I 
couldn't help but notice that all the talk was about the mayoral race going on and how Lori Lightfoot trailing at 13%, probably lower, I can imagine, at this point. Just a few yeah, dude. Later. So, so far, it's the white guy and then the Mexican. Wow. Both beating okay. the, the black lesbian. Crazy. How the world has turned, it's, my it's, friend. It's, it's, it's almost as if their race doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right. Their race, their sex, and their sexual preference doesn't matter. People are just voting based on who they think will do a good job. That's right, man. Dude, we uh, have our own mayoral race going down here in Denver. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it kicks off, I believe, April, I think, is going to be the uh, showdown. But we're already seeing ads going up. And I caught one yesterday, and I actually was very <coughs> impressed. And I didn't know much about this candidate. I took a little peek into his uh, repertoire <laughs> today, but uh, I wanted you to just check out this. Uh, it's the first ad they're saying that hit the stream uh, leading into this um, election here. How did it come to this? This is not the Denver I want for our kids. Bunch of tents and everywhere. City Hall's response isn't working. It's time for a new direction. As an engineer, I've solved complex problems in the private and public sectors. As mayor, I'll audit homeless programs and enforce the camping ban across the city. And I'll invest in highly trained, accountable police. I'm Chris Hansen. I have plans to solve these problems. Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. That's right. He's going to solve these problems. So, Chris Hansen, uh, he's going to crack... Chris Hansen, that's a terrible political Terrible name. name. He's cracking down, Mike, on the homeless, and he's going to fund the police. Do you know what party this man is affiliated with? He's got to be a Republican. He's a Democrat. No, it can't be. You said he's going to fund the police? He's funding them, and he's cracking down <laughs> on the homeless. He's doing a tent ban, man. No. This is a depth. So I was taken aback by this, sir. I couldn't believe my eyes and ears. And yes, he Getting is. rid of the tents. So he hates homeless. He's anti-homeless. Getting the cop, uh, funding cops, which means he's a racist. He's anti-black. <laughs> it's crazy. But They're going to vote for him? I mean, it's Denver. Come on. I mean, he, he probably uh, played the math game, figured uh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't perturb too much of the population percentage-wise. Um, I think they're starting to realize that a lot of homeless people don't vote. Yeah, that's a good, good call. Business, businessmen vote. What do you think about this? I find this to be a fascinating angle for a Democrat. Pay attention, Democrats. You might get voters back on your side if you kind of talk about what people really care about. Yeah. It's why Lori's losing, too, because she's trying to portray this beautiful sanctuary city. That's right, sanctuary. Yeah. And the other, guy, the other guys are like, you know, we got to do something about the crime. We got to do something, you know? And I want to remind so everyone, yeah. especially Chris Hansen out there, that uh, after the COVID lockdowns, I'm never voting for Democrats again. Never. <laughs> okay? You guys never. lost me for life, man. I will never yeah. allow you to do that again. So... Uh, but I uh, appreciate you reaching across the aisle and <laughs> yeah, That's a good to... point. If you really want to win the other side, you need to start standing on... Like, Ted Cruz is proposing a bill that, you, that they cannot lock down for a virus. That's beautiful. I'm a huge fan like, of that. that I will su- that's something I'm supporting. I don't care who you are. I'll vote for you. Don't you feel like that's the biggest fear for most normal people that they're gonna do no, COVID again? That's, that's the problem, man. It's not enough people. It's just a small minority. Look, we just sat at a table with our whole family. Me and you are the only ones worried about it. We're the only ones pissed off about the vaccine passports. And we're the only ones that didn't take the vaccine. <laughs> Think about that. It amazes me that you can tell someone, well, I wasn't allowed to do something because I couldn't show my papers. And this is somebody who left a country like Poland where they had to show their papers. And <laughs> you're like, do you not see the connection here? Is there not? Totally. <laughs> Am I wrong? Totally Am I crazy? Or is there, you know, some connection to this, to these two Those worlds? Those were communists. These were Democrats, <laughs> Frank. It was different papers. Different totally papers. different papers. Show your papers, man. <laughs> One was for the health and welfare of the population because That's they right. were getting Jews out. 
And the other one was for the health and welfare of the population because they were just getting dirty unvaccinated out. <laughs> totally different, Frank. You don't see the difference here? Apples to oranges. You know what was one of the maybe scariest phrases that came out of that vaccine era was the word plague rat. That didn't... The, that was more like... Very close. That was the, that was the stupid people. What really scared me was new normal. Because yeah. that was oh, the yeah. intelligent people. Right? Yeah, you man. had the moron, the slack, you know, the fucking the, uh, mouth breather on the corner. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. You don't scare me. Right? But when the intellectuals are starting to like try to persuade you on new normal, that's scary. New normal, very scary. Contact tracing, two words I never thought combined very would freak scary. the shit out of me. But they did. Yes. And with that, facial recognition software, it's like, man, we are... We're there with that, man. I mean, that's China's bag. That's what they do. They do the contact, or they do the tracing. They're just tracing you constantly. You know what's sadder is, like, the more and more you look at it, the, tr- the truth be told, truth be told, the way coronavirus really played out is the virus escaped from this lab in China, and China, ref- they, they, want, they just... They were really trying to conceal it. That's why they did a complete lockdown. They went for COVID zero because they thought the virus was going to be bad. They didn't want to be blamed for it. They wanted to hide it, right? Oh, yeah. And we just helped them do exactly that. You're saying this is the narrative. What's up? This is the narrative. I'm saying that's what happened is what we did was just, I don't know, it it seems like, like, because... Fauci and all those guys, it turns out they were complicit in this <laughs> whole thing. And so they just, they, they were the ones that just forget all the science. We're trying to cover our asses. I really believe we went into lockdown just because Dr. Fauci thought he was going to get blamed for millions of people dying. According to word, uh, you know, the alleged rumors out there and uh, what people are kind of leaking out is that it was Walensky and Rachel Burke who were the, or yeah, Rachel Burke was the, she the, uh, she was the big pusher of the lockdowns. And I'm starting to feel like this thing came out on American soil. I almost don't even believe the Chinese lab leak anymore. I, this sounds more like a Dietrich, Fort Dietrich. Kind oh, of I think a, it came, no, no, I think it came from, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what, I think it came from America, but it got leaked in China. And so that's why America worked with China to try and keep the deaths as low as possible, hide <laughs> right. everything. You know what I mean? Cover Lock everybody asses. down. Yeah. Like, I, I really do believe at the very beginning, the lockdown was because they really thought millions of people were going to die. And they just, it was their fault and they had to do what they could, right? Then it became this political game and a way to win elections. I'm floating but, between a lot of ideas with the initial lockdown because it was so sudden and so extreme and bizarre. And uncharacteristic of the United States or the Western world and the free world. and Especially the United States. I, I never thought it would. When I remember I, when they were talking about it. And I, re- I remember at work just being like, dude, America will never shut down. This is America. Absolutely. People will never stop. And then like three days later, nobody was. I was just driving down an empty highway. And we were discussing a while back or not too long ago how it kind of seemed like we were heading towards an inevitable economic crash uh, like we had never seen in modern times because we had just kind of held off a little on what happened in 2008. Yeah. Maybe the lockdowns were really locking down for economic reasons, and they used COVID as an excuse. And then when That's they very possible. Then, very possible. Then they saw the power that they were wielding, and once you have that power, you you're not going to let it go. Yeah. They saw how easy it was to control the entirety of the population with a lie. With just a, with fear of a lie. A, just a complete lie. They locked down the world, shut us in, forced people to take their experimental... I won't go down the eugenics route with this one. I'll even just say they rushed it out to make a quick buck, man. 
a big old quick buck. Right? Yeah. This is a bunch of opportunists who saw one of the greatest opportunities in the history of mankind, where they're going to transfer more wealth than you could ever imagine to the 1%, and they could enslave us under the fear of a fictitious virus that doesn't really harm anybody. The flu. It's literally just a flu. It's pretty crazy. And it makes a lot more sense than any other bullshit narrative any of the other media, mainstream, legacy media people tried to push. No other narrative makes sense. Look, the wet market sounds outrageous. Even it breaking out of the lab in China and then spreading around, the, you know, kind of seems kind of crazy considering Fauci and company could do these wacky experiments here at home. Yeah. So I don't know. And they are. That's a weird. And they still are. How do you think we got the monkeypox outbreak a while back? <laughs> <laughs> and then the neurovirus. Did you have now to... this new bird flu? Did you happen to catch any of the Bill Maher over the weekend? Unwatchable this week. Generally, and I caught a clip floating around the interwebs there. Uh, it piqued my attention. I liked it a lot. And he had Ari Melber. You know the beat with Ari Melber on MSNBC? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. He likes to rhyme, and he pretends he pretends to have kind of like a hip-hop influence on his whole uh, news so thing. Gay. Yeah, I would go with that for sure. But, uh, <laughs> apparently, Bill Maher kind of called him out and all of legacy media on the going along with the narrative that natural immunity didn't work or didn't oh, exist. No way. Yeah, way. And I really kind of, um, you can kind of sense like a nastiness in Bill's voice. Like, I think he's kind of pissed off. And I think a lot of people are pissed off. And the more, did you see the article that came out? Yeah, it was in Washington Post, I believe. Maybe Bill even mentions it. Uh, And it basically said that natural immunity is better than getting the vaccine. Wow. So they're admitting it now. Yeah, they said better, straight up better, or they say because I heard I heard them oh. say it's equal, maybe better. Well, if it's equal, it's better. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. we fought to get equality. I'm gonna do the same thing the trainees do here. All right. Once I get the equality, I'm reaching all the way for the top. We're getting better. We're the best. Yeah. <laughs> Natural immunity celebration. Look, us natural immune folk, we are a minority these days. That's crazy. And that's a little creepy. Especially if you believe in this being a eugenics program, which I sometimes, (laughs) sometimes head down the road. Dude, I remember in the very beginning when they were saying three million were going to die. And I remember telling everybody, you don't think you're better than one out of a hundred. <laughs> right? Right. Well, like the, I don't know. I, I mean, or I'm just saying, like, you get a group of a, you get a group of a hundred people. Are you the one closest to death? If you are, then it might be just your time to go. True. I don't know. I just, I just remember I wasn't even that scared at three million. <laughs> <laughs> you it, know? It was immediate... They immediately sold it as this kills grandma. And they said they said one in the very beginning they said one percent and it was going to take out everybody. They never showed the kids. That's the thing. There were never kids at risk and never posed a risk, or you know they were they were never showing videos of kids getting sick. Do you know what I'm saying? It was always older people. So the second the kids weren't involved, it didn't really seem that bad. As crazy as that sounds. No, it's the truth. It's just how it is. You know, it doesn't affect the kids. Well, if I, if I die, (laughs) good luck, kids. (laughs) Like, it's everything we're doing is is for them. That's what I'm saying. You know, if we older folk die, take care of the planet, guys. Good luck. Do your thing. Hey, congratulations. We did the best we could. Congrats, Greta Thunberg. You got it all to yourself. How dare you? (laughs) Here you go, guys. Sorry, Al Gore polluted us so much. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For this private jet. They've been fucking bitch tits gates.
All right, well, uh, let's hit up some Bill Maher. Uh, getting down hard on the uh, MSNBC for not uh, supporting the natural immunity idea. Because I saw in the paper today, kind of a big story, I think. I wonder how much it's going to get covered in the liberal media because it's about how natural immunity, they did a giant study, 65 countries, or maybe something like 65 countries, many, many different studies. They looked at them all. Natural immunity, as good or better than the vaccine. Something I've been saying since uh. the beginning, and I get called an anti-vaxxer. That's not an anti-vaxxer. This is the kind of crowd is a little timid. I'm not a little timid. Was there timid. three people in this? Is this a COVID? Are there three people there? There are a couple maskers in there. I can hear them. Thing, I, you know, my problem with the media from both sides is not that you, you guys lie. It's that you tell me your side of the story that you want me to know. You don't tell me the whole story. I'd be curious as to how much play this story gets because I, I, I remember reading that they did a study of Republicans versus Democrats. The question was, what percentage, this is like a year and a half ago, what percentage of people who get COVID require hospitalization? The answer is less than 1%. Almost half of Democrats thought it was over 50%. They listen to your network. Where do they get that kind of information? That was you to you. That first? was clear. No, <laughs> he doesn't want to answer. <laughs> Yo, Ari, that's you, dude, Mr. The Beat. Where's your beat, bro? Have in their head well, and it's he's funny. waiting for somebody to drop it. <laughs> All right, that was it right there. Uh, so, Bill Maher calling out um, the media. I'm a huge fan. Right. Yeah. Each kind of week, I feel like we're stepping further in that uh, direction. It's only going one way. This whole COVID narrative is only yes. going one way. Yes, man. There's... You know, there hasn't yet been a study like, oh, you know what? It turns out that myocarditis isn't from the vaccine. Yes. No. It's just getting worse and worse, and it's going one way. It's was... a one-way street. We went from 100% safe, 100% effective, a, a thousand times better than natural immunity. Dude, you're right on the money. <laughs> um... To... Yeah, to now we're at, it's not that safe, it doesn't work at all, and not even close to natural immunity. A study came out last week, Dr. Drew was talking about it yesterday, on how uh, they definitively, it's official, worldwide, there is no doubt now, the masks don't work. Even, yeah. even the KN95 super dual duck build crazy mask Does not doesn't work. work. It does not work. It's official. No, people are still arguing it. Arguing, Mike? I saw people. I was at the airport yesterday. You know how many people I saw with fucking masks on? I'll tell you. I was on a full flight out to Denver from Chicago. Ten people on the entire flight. Wow. Ten. Diehards. Dude. To the grave, man. Oh, yeah. Which will be very soon because I assume they're boosted up the wazoo and uh, they're probably on shot number six. <laughs> like, I, honestly, you've been wearing it for three years. Do you take it off May 12th? Wow. No, they'll never take I think this is a lifestyle choice. Yeah. That just means you're ugly. I have seen some things floating around out there that there are less attractive people claiming they enjoy the masks, which I yeah. guess I get it, but, you know, fellas, grow some facial hair. You know what I'm saying? Change up that jawline no, it's a little mostly, bit. It's mostly women. I know it is. And <laughs> men who have sex with other men, so they might as well be women. <laughs> oh, Mike, going with the PC uh, verbiage there. I love it, dude. Men who have sex with other men. Other men. They so pretty much, that. if you take the dick, there's a better chance you're wearing that mask. <laughs> That's right. To cover up the monkeypox. Is that what it is? Or we, the cumbra? Um, are we at the point where we can... <laughs> the are we there where we can accept that monkeypox was a result of the vaccination program? I bet you that's why they stopped talking about it. That's what I'm thinking, man. They started to realize it was only vaccinated people. <laughs> Only vaccinated men but, who. You know have what it was? Is like they kept men. looking at news reports. It was like you know, New York Times. Ninety-six percent of New York are vaccinated, and we have monkeypox. Chicago, 
96 percent are vaccinated. <laughs> we have monkeypox. <laughs> yeah, LA, 96 percent are vaccinated, but we have monkeypox. Yeah, you know? man. They must see the trends. I have often wondered what the vaccination rate has to do with, let's say, uh, traffic accidents in regions or uh, excess mortality rates. Um, I bet you that's next. They're they're starting to report on the excess mortality. Oh yeah. Which, Frank, again, this is a one way street. We are, you know, we're about five six months I think away from the vaccine killed a lot of people. You think we're that close? You think the bomb drops this year? That's wild. I think they're gonna have to. They're... I think Biden's gonna announce his election. Oh his, God! Uh, I think he's gonna run his uh, run, uh, announce his running. All right, in uh, in the next couple of months, and then sh- I-, I think that's what's gonna take. Like they're gonna start really hitting him to take him down, and it's got to be one of the things, you know. Slow drip. You mentioned this a while back. It's one of my favorite ideas, and when you kind of turn around and look back, uh. They have been slow dripping the vaccine action. Hey, where's Damar Hamlin, man? They buried that sucker, not literally, uh, but, well, maybe. Dude, our parents said it the other day. They never thought the vaccine was meant to stop the spread. Then why did you get it? Right. Yo, you totally thought it was. You totally thought it was. You were so sure it was that you wouldn't take, you know what I mean? Like, you guys for sure thought... That the vaccine was going to stop the spread. But now, you never thought that. That's crazy. <laughs> it's also, I think there's a lot of, most people, there's some narcissism here, and especially with a deadly virus that they perceive as killing everyone, maybe even in their age bracket. I'm taking it to save myself. The belief that this was some no, dude. Serum. But they were, t- they were, t- dude. They were definitely, they definitely thought that this was going to work. They took the vaccine thinking it was going to stop them from getting the vaccine. The the now yeah. or stop them from getting the virus. The virus, right. Now that it slowly got released, slowly got released, the narrative slowly changed. Now they're like, "Oh, what do you mean? I never took it because I thought I would stop <laughs> me from getting it. I just took it because I, I thought it would help me not die from it." It's like, dude, that has never been a nobody's ever said that sentence before in mankind. You know what I mean? Like, that is a totally new thought that you guys have been fed through the TV that you are now repeating. Absolutely. Look, the major red flag right at the get-go for many people was, why are there four spots? Why do, uh, it looks like I get four shots here. What's going on with this program of yours? Our uncle, the mechanic, barely graduated high school. He noticed it. That's right. He's the first person. Quite the scam they put out there. They. They have, they fooled a lot of people, man. That's just kind of what happened, unfortunately. And the best thing we could hope for with this whole thing, the vaccine, COVID, is it was a bunch of opportunists cashing out or in, and it was pharmaceutical companies looking to make a huge bonus after they got sued for the Biggest lawsuit in the history of pharmaceuticals or whatever it was uh, with Pfizer and all that. So that's the most innocent route we can go. Or they poisoned the population to kill them, <laughs> which seems that's more likely. Grab. Seems more likely. <laughs> <laughs> the suppression of the natural immunity. Like for me, natural immunity was always the, oh, I got it. Well, now I can survive it. That was, that's how humanity survived forever. And all of a sudden, how many times was Fauci out there? Fauci literally straight up said, you know, he wasn't sure about the natural immunity. He acted as if he never even really heard of the term natural immunity. <laughs> Dude, he acted like it was a crackpot conspiracy theory. <laughs> nah, natural immunity? You've been talking to Alex Jones? Who's this, who's this guy? <laughs> Natural immunity. <laughs> uh, can I make natural immunity in a lab? 
No, then we ain't going to do it. Okay, next question. <laughs> you know? It's starting to seem really obvious, Mike, and you are right. I'm more conceding into your arena here that this is all just a big fucking cash grab. I think even Trump was in on the game. Operation Warp Speed. I think, oh, yeah. I think everybody made some money on this one. And people took some shots that in the long run, you know, sorry, but some of you are going to be really sick from it. Because it was an experiment. And we didn't really test it. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe that's why they're so afraid of Trump coming back. What's crazy, too, is the argument from people on the left of... Why do you think the politicians lied to us about these shots when they didn't? You know, the answer is the politicians didn't lie and the media didn't lie, right? <clears throat> they never tested the shots. Yeah, it was, the, it was all the experts. Every expert who said they read the paper lied to you because there was no paper. There, were no, there was no data. And that's what, Dude, that's what I couldn't get... Th- that's why I try to get through to people. I understand you know a doctor, and he's a great doctor, and he's never let you doubt it. I'm sure he's smarter than the dumb plumber talking on a podcast. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, he told you he looked at the studies. He told you what he thought was the best. Uh, it was the best for you. And he was lying to you. Yeah, man. There was no study. There was no paper. He was taking his advice from, from Pfizer. From Fauci. That's why I always hate Fauci. Fauci's the guy that they rolled out there that was telling people to say this bullshit. And the media... Dude, don't you remember though? It's like people would would tell you, like even smart people tell you something and you'd be like, well, where did you get, you know, where did you get that from? And they'd be like, well, the, you know, well, the FTC, the FDA says, the CDC says. Yeah, it just... Yeah, but where did you get, where did they get their information from? Have you even seen the information they're referencing? And everybody would look you in the face. Our dad, who doesn't even know how to get onto that website, was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I looked at the paper. <laughs> what paper? Yeah, it's funny because there never was one. They suppressed there never it. never was one. You never read a paper like that in your life. You wouldn't even understand it if you did. Nobody Nobody can tell me you read it. The crazy part is none of the politicians, none of the media read the paperwork because they've, number one, tried to suppress the information for 70 years, which they couldn't because of court order. And then when it was released, we found out, oh, there's no data to, you know, to prove everyone to be a liar because, well, there was no data for them to read. They just listened to the experts. The experts are the liars. Fauci's the liar. Fauci was going out there to Chris Cuomo's show and saying, no, Chris, listen, I'm a genius. I'm the expert. I'm the science. Listen to me. And Cuomo who's a fucking retard goes out there and says, we got to trust the experts and listen to the science and let's talk to Fauci because he's the expert and he is the science. It makes sense when you kind of really look at it. It was a bunch of fucking retards just parroting what, who they assumed to be the experts who were literally lying. The liar is Tony Fauci and company. Yeah. Yeah, CDC, FDA, all the government agencies. Yes, man. That we're supposed to be have oversight over Pfizer and their studies. Oh, the best is the best argument is. I looked at I looked at I looked at the side effects and I looked at I figured the vaccine was safe was safe enough to take. You took it in two thousand and twenty one. Two thousand twenty one. They just released the side effects like three weeks ago. Oh man, isn't right? that, isn't that? Just you did. There's no way you did not even know what the side effects were. I know you didn't because nobody did. Nobody knew the side effects. They just released it after a fucking two year court battle. And look, we're talking about a population that is under some sort of hypnosis and they are just listening and absorbing to whatever they're being told to do and following orders, you know, doing what they're told. Yes. That's so scary. And the that's, marching orders, dude. That's what happened, and that was scary. The marching orders were line up and march yourself off the cliff six times. <laughs> and, and, and people just forget that, like, no, pe- people were ratting on people and, like, hey, don't come to dinner if you're not vaccinated. That's like, you right. You guys were, it was so scary. That was, that was a scary time, and it had nothing, I was never scared of the virus. I was just terrified of the reaction. I'm still terrified by the reaction. Nothing is more terrified. scared than the reaction. It's, Absolutely, man. 
it's so scary that other people are not even worried or not, there's not even a faint thought that this might happen again. No, this was the beta test. Come on, man. Absolutely. It's going to come bigger and better. The real deal is just around the corner, whether it be my call on climate change emergency or I suspect a potential fake alien invasion because they're obsessed (laughs) with the UFOs, and I think they do have the holographic technology to pull off such a feat. And so... (sighs) I just disagree. Just one glitch, and it's like... You know, every time I watch the footage of 9-11, I am really struck by the fact that it looks like a hologram. (laughs) And they just shot a rocket into that sucker, or it was actually a drone simultaneously shooting a rocket, but they just holographically imposed like a... uh, Did you see the spark before it hit? Come on, man. Uh, That's so stupid. I'm, I'm leaning more towards that area. I really think that we are in this weird... Maybe since 9-11, that feels like when the reality started to bend, where the government was really in total control of our information machine. It's kind of when the internet was starting to hit the scene. Maybe they've always been in charge of the internet. Maybe the wild, wild west that was the internet in the early, or the late 90s and uh, early 2000s, maybe that was just them trying to learn as much as they could about our insanity. Hmm. And then they clamped it down. Uh put out the bots, and we're all just in our little dead internet echo chambers chatting with FBI, CIA, and bots. (laughs) Our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mike, what's crazy about the COVID narrative and everything in the vaccine programs Mm. and the fact that Pfizer is, I think, in a a, a bit of trouble because the information's coming out Remember the that uh, young fella who got busted on the uh, hidden camera on his oh grinder date oh my God. with Project how, how Veritas? Did that guy, how did that guy not get fired? Which guy? The, the Pfizer guy. Do you know who did get fired? I know you're about to tell me. We have some breaking news for you this morning with the announcement that Project Veritas, the group best known for using undercover techniques to expose some truly disturbing stories about uh, some of the richest and most powerful organisations in the world, well, they've parted ways with their founder and until recently CEO James O'Keefe. O'Keefe really is Project Veritas. They fired him. Dude, I take it back. The Jews do not own the world. Pfizer owns the world. Big Pharma runs the world, man. Wow, dude. They literally... You went after Pfizer. They got rid of you. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. This Nobody's is... even outraged that this guy admitted they're, they're doing gain of function. Here's the thing. I think that means he really got him. That was the real deal, man. Yeah, that was for sure true. For that sure, was, true. That's what, that's, what it, that's what this says. Yes. That they, they tapped a nerve. They got him, man. So he made this uh, speech. He did the little video, and I think they got a little clip of it here. In the eyes of many. And before his departure, he addressed the group staff. Here is some of what he said. As a former board member told me 10 years ago, Project Veritas will never be stopped from the outside. It will only be because we stopped ourselves, right? I'll get to that, too, in a minute. Prophetic as it may be, that is exactly where we find ourselves in the situation today. A situation where I have been stripped of my authority as CEO and removed from the board of directors. I bet you didn't know that. I'll get to that in a minute. Contrary to what public statements may say. That's interesting, isn't it? He's saying, basically, despite the heavy attacks against the group from authorities, from the mainstream media, it's being weakened from within. And he also explains what the next chapter might hold. But that conflict was even more fundamental and essentially boiled down to this. And my vision, I'm going to paraphrase Howard Rourke, the architect, quote, I don't have, I don't build in order to have donors. I have donors in order to build. That's what I believed. And I felt like we had a conflict of visions. We measure our success in terms of what we produce not just in terms of our wallets. That was a pretty fundamental conflict, I felt. 
Yeah, he got fired. <clears throat> so that's what yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. He got Kanye'd. He got Kanye'd. Or something. I don't know. Hmm. Well, he's fired. Uh, and I believe it has to do with the fact that uh, he... I think he got him. Got him for, yeah, for he real. Yeah, dude. And I want to know how that happened. How did, like... So, uh... Who convinced who to make this happen? You know what I mean? Lives must have been threatened, man. Families' lives. Generations yeah. of families' lives. I can only imagine the mafia of Big Pharma is bigger than anything we could ever comprehend. I believe they were behind our occupation of Afghanistan, man. Absolutely. And if that's the case, if they're a part of the military-industrial pharma complex, we live in a scary fucking world considering they... Uh, they just beta tested making all of us take their vaccine program that they didn't test themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so scary, dude. So what's the next experiment they're going to uh, you know, force up our asses and tell us we can't uh, go see grandma unless we take it? Wow. And scary, more be- like beyond that, they have perfected manipulating society. Yeah. And not only that, they got a majority to follow them, which is so scary. Dude, that's why our forefathers were geniuses, the way they wrote the Constitution. Oh, yeah, man? You could, you could have this mass hysteria where the majority of the population just wants to do this extreme bullshit, and they can't. They're, thwart, they're thwarted by the, the smarter minority, the more sensible minority. Wow. For now. For now. I, uh, yeah. I look forward to the next one. It'll be a, a new battle, a new day. Uh, we haven't won the war. I'm telling you here, man. This is a war for minds we're on right now. Like, have you seen the, like... <laughs> the, our society's collapsing just on a cultural sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand how these people, these, the people who are fighting for this, how do you not understand that it's the worst thing in the world to just... And debate. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. To, to just end opposition, end everything. You can't even oppose what I'm thinking because that, that's offensive to me and we're going to shut it down as hate speech. Doesn't it kind of feel like China, Russia, their abilities to infiltrate our uh, interwebs and influence our elections and with TikTok influence our minds, and maybe there's some element of espionage going on in the realm of, you know, they've infiltrated our culture and corrupted it from within. It's got got to be, dude, because politicians and famous people are literally the only people on Twitter. And then, like, half a million retards. (laughs) That's right. And then the rest are bots from other countries. You know, woke... Woke culture is incredibly divisive, and it, it's kind and of unpopular. I don't care what anybody says, dude. In the real world, it's unpopular. Yes. yes, man. This is kind of what I've really been catching on to. It's the most unpopular thing. Like, actually, I think the most unifying thing in our culture is that we all hate woke. But why is woke there? Like, where did woke come from? It's almost like woke isn't naturally born American. No, but it's it is American. Uh, it's one of our worst exports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if it was seeded from somewhere else. Bro, oh, yeah, it might be. As if they like started the trend in America through the internet. Yeah, man. Yeah, corrupting the minds of the youth through the internet. No, it. Well, man, probably. Yeah, I think it was. You had like one blue-haired. F- online that was like <laughs> you know i don't think we should be able to say retard anymore and then like china's like yeah send in the bots dude it started with retard i think yeah, that's it where it began was when we started banning the word or getting butt hurt about the word retard we moved to Listen, the gay i'll stuff. give you the n-word all the slavery, I ain't going to give you a diamond reparations, but <laughs> no I'll give way, you the dude. N-word. We, we all agreed on the N-word. That was agreed we agree on the a N-word. long time ago. It. It's your word. I don't know how Puerto Ricans get away with saying it, but we'll give it to them. Yeah, how does, uh, that, how does that work? I don't know how that works, but... 
We'll let it slide. The Puerto Seems a little Ricans unfair since the Italians can't say it, but I'll let it go. You know, uh, honestly, why don't the Italians get a pass? The Italians get nothing. We were colored. That's what I'm saying. The Italians get nothing out of this whole woke deal and all the... We were colored and we got bigger dicks than the Puerto Ricans. <laughs> I mean, we should be in the club, dude. <laughs> but we are short. I'll give you that. Too short. I don't even want a club. What I think is, you know, when you fill out an application, you got the uh, Hispanic, non-Hispanic, white, right? You got the uh, Pacific Islander. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. Well, you whatever. You got all the various things, but yeah, I think one, I of, that, yeah. one of them should be Italian. Or just big dick. <laughs> That's right. It should just say... Uh, <laughs> BD, and then you could be black, you could be Italian, BD slash tanned, Japanese. You know. Oh, that's right, the Japanese. I always forget. Well, the big dicks of the Asians, the Italians so. of the Asian community. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, culturally, they're the French, but dick-wise, <laughs> it's it's crazy. They're the Europeans, if you will, of the Asians. I only know how to. Uh, I can only compare your culture to Western cultures. That's the only way I know how to make it relative. So, you know. It's just crazy how we've picked and, you know, we're picking and choosing the different groups that we're going to um, celebrate and, you know, victimize or claim we're victimized and then give them a leg up in society. But we're leaving aside some of the others. And, uh, you know, come on, give something for the Italians. We're knocking down the statues of Christopher Columbus. The fact that all we got is Christopher Columbus is kind of lame. To be fair, man, we got it real good. Who? We got it real good. We blend in with the whites. All right, yeah. We don't have sickle cell. Good call. Got the big dick. Established that. You, uh, that's right. (laughs) Check that box off earlier. Gotcha. Good at sports. I mean, good credit. I mean, we kind of got it all. You know what uh, we do have a statue of? And I guess I'll have to give it up to my Philly brethren out there. I was thinking the same thing. Rocky Bell Bell. Oh, you're psycho, bro. Of course. Oh, yeah. Sylvester. <laughs> so there's a little something there. All right. I'll take it. We got a couple, we got a couple of Dagos up there. I think that might uh, be it. I think it's just... Rocky Balboa. Christopher Columbus? <laughs> no, they no, tore him gotta down. has got to be like a Da Vinci somewhere. They tore down Christopher Columbus. He's gone, man. Cast away to the cornfield. I think they put up the Columbus back in, in Chicago. Oh, really? Nice, man. Yeah. All right, I'm down with that. I would be down if they went with phony Italian characters, you know, like a Mario statue and... You know, oh, I'd be down for a Mario statue. You know what I found really funny is uh, they don't go after the streets. Like well, they took out, they took out the statues, but nobody's changing the street names. Well, they There's changed a lot of racist street names. You uh, informed me about the recent change to one of my favorite drives in America, Lakeshore <laughs> Drive. Apparently now uh, they've extended <laughs> or accentuated the name to some degree. Yeah, I'm halfway through the name already. Yeah, hey-oh, yes! (laughs) So Lakeshore Drive, everybody knows Lakeshore Drive, LSD. Oh, yeah. Right? That's right. (laughs) Just slipping on by. (laughs) It is now called, it's officially, Jean-Baptiste Point du Sable Lakeshore Drive. Oh, ho, ho, (laughs) wee-wee! Point apart! Ho, ho! Je l'appelle! And, and they literally decided to call it this because they literally just went back. They just went back in history. They're like, we got to find a, a famous black guy. So they just went all the way back in time and picked a random black guy and decided he was the founder of Chicago. And this is not a racist me saying this. Well, uh, Jean Baptiste <laughs> Point du Sable. Oh, yeah. In the 1800s, literally just like set up a fucking lemonade stand somewhere around where Chicago is today. Well, I give and the young man credit. they credit him for fighting Chicago. All right, so Chicago started with a lemonade stand? That's, that's wacky. I don't know if it was really a lemonade stand, but he had, like, they called it a trading post, but it was, dude. Jean-Baptiste, was this a Frenchman? 
Are we discussing he, a, a French fellow? He was fella? a black Frenchman, I believe. A um, uh, he was free. I don't know if he was like an escape slave or had been freed, but he came up from the south. And in Chicago, there was nothing there, dude. It wasn't like a city. It was literally nothing. And to say that, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I thought Chicago's been around for a while. Are we talking here like 1700s? Is that kind of the deal? No, it's like 1890. They're saying he found he found it. All right, man. Well, I mean, sounds cool to me. I guess I'm down. Uh, I don't like the name. It's a little long for me, you know. <laughs> Jean-Baptiste Pont du Sable. Uh, it's, got a, it's a... It's a mouthful. It's definitely a mouthful. And I'm trying to catch a deeper look into this deal. It doesn't seem like people are too into it. He was the first settler. He was also Chicago's first city administrator. And they're saying he was the first entrepreneur. Wow. And first real estate developer. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> this guy was amazing. Does he know Putin? He built the fucking lemonade stand. They're oh, fucking... wow. Yeah, so they're saying... Um, my, po- my point is that you grew up in Chicago, right? That's right. We know all about Lincoln. We know all about like all the people that lived in Chicago. You literally, Chicago. in elementary school, that, you take the trips downtown. You go on the boat tours, the bus tours. You learn everything. The Pioneer Village. That's right. The fucking... You never heard about fucking Point du Sable. <laughs> so uh, I guess here what they're saying is, uh, although some scholars debate the origins of du Sable, uh, most agree he was born to a French father and a black uh, African mother in Haiti. So, ooh, you know that Okay, means. he's Haitian. Oh, yeah. Get down with the slaves. That's right, man. And so uh, I guess there's not much else known. Uh, there's a historian here um, kind of saying that uh, he doesn't really believe that there's much truth behind some of the claims they're saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, this whole thing, dude, his whole story came about, like, nobody heard of this until they decided to name this this uh, road after him. Yeah, they're saying he was, uh, they can mostly agree he was a successful tradesman. So, there you go. I think you're getting an apple, uh, or uh, you're thinking lemonade stand. Maybe you're thinking apple tree, apple store, apple stand. Uh, there's now Johnny Appleseed. There's now an apple store where he used to uh, live, apparently, <laughs> on, Michi- on Michigan Avenue. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Congratulations, Pontu Palm, Pontu Sable. Pontu Sable started the first apple store. <laughs> That's right. Crazy. This guy's amazing, man. Dude, if you go back in time, that is like the manure business of the back in the future. Oh, Apple. But it's but it's the Apple store and then it becomes yes. an Apple stand in the Wild West, you know? Wow. Goes with Johnny Appleseed and then <laughs> moves through time. <laughs> Johnny yeah, Appleseed, man. You know, they claim there's a lot of evidence Johnny Appleseed, real fella. So I heard an interesting story about Johnny Appleseed that he's actually like a, a der- derivative is a derived from a, like an ancient tale. And it's actually how we got the Amazon jungle. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And not just the Amazon. There was like other areas too. But definitely like, you know how like the Amazon is just like flush with fruit trees and like all these edible fruits it is widely believed nowadays that the amazon was man-made yeah so there's a couple theories one is that we're at what we're actually seeing is abandoned overgrown farms like orchards yeah and i i find that to be a very plausible theory considering how old mankind seems to be and then the other theory is that they actually would just walk around planting seeds. Like Johnny Appleseed. Like Hell Johnny yeah, Appleseed. And like yeah. that was your whole thing. Well, I forgot how I re- like related, but then it turned out there was a guy who like came up north and was doing it, and that's what the story was based off of. It was like an ancient thing of like wherever he went, these like fruit trees would grow. 
Michael uh, Polane, I believe is his name. He's written some books on tripping, and he also wrote a couple books on food. He uh, has one, I can't think of the title off the top of my head currently, um, but he dedicates chapters to potatoes and marijuana, and then one of the sections is to apples, and he does a little deep dive on Johnny Appleseed and uh, kind of the truth behind him and maybe some of the fantasy and fiction as well. But uh, it's pretty interesting that uh, I guess uh, they kind of speculate that you know, the apple comes from Kazakhstan. What? Yeah, man. Pretty wild. It's got to be the only good thing to ever come out of Kazakhstan. Oh, and Borat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget his horse sister. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Lovely wild. Lady. There's a place up in, uh, like, upstate New York, apparently, that they have all the clones or all the variations of all the apples, and there's just, you know, thousands upon thousands of variations of apples out there. Yeah. So, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, maybe wow. at the break, I'll be able to uh, check out the book. I can't remember what it was called, but... Is there anything better than a Macintosh? I mean, do you even need any other kind of apple? I gotta say, man, I just think there's so many delicious apples out there, and in general, you really can't go wrong with a good apple. But what's amazing about the apple is it's so American. Like, it's such an American fruit. I know, that's why, to come from Kazakhstan? Well, the original, but they believe that it truly, because when you plant apple seeds, and then, you know, the, the plant grows, and then you cut a clone off of it, you don't get the exact same apple, and that's how you get so many variations of apples. And so, truly, the like the grand, uh, you know, growth of apples and apple orchards happened really here, and that's why we have such an incredible uh, variety. Wow! And it was easy to grow. Um, and then when you harvested, you could make it in so many different things, including booze, which was probably the number one reason they grew it. Number one, it's so easy to make booze out of it, and literally, really good whiskey was the number one reason they grew it essentially. Uh, because you're here at the new land, man, you're fighting off the engines, dude. You gotta fucking make some booze, <laughs> sleep off, <laughs> sleep off the battle, man. <laughs> Take a little edge Fight, off fighting the engines, man. Why can't we? Why can't we go back to the good days with those words? You know, you're hanging out, you're sipping on your apple cider, you know, alcoholic drink, and you're <laughs> puffing on your homegrown tobacco and weed that you just kind of mush together in a bowl. Hell yeah, man. That sounds like a good uh, time. I think I would have loved living like a couple hundred years ago. Oh yeah, probably. On a, on a farm. Doesn't sound too bad. Just growing weed. Just <laughs> well, f- food too. <laughs> well, if you grow enough for the community, I'm sure they could give you some food. A little trade off. Like, no, Nona always tells me about her grandpa. Oh yeah, and, and uh, he had a he had a like a, a room in the shed that nobody was allowed to go into. She was explaining this to us in great detail. Actually, that's so funny. You say that. It had all the the copper everywhere, and it was a still. Yeah, man. He would make his own whiskey. And she, you know, she always says like he would just sit there and drink it all day. <laughs> well, he was drunk, and that's uh, a good life. Yeah, but back then, good. you could be a drunk loser. You could be a drunk idiot on your porch, just drinking all day, and your kids did all the work on the farm. On your farm, there's yeah. nothing anybody could do about it. She had a couple stories about how. Well, I found it interesting. You know, they made the wine, and then the stuff at the bottom of the barrels. What he would put into that. Right, it was like the, the still, yeah. That's how you make grappa. That's what it is, yeah, grappa. And then, uh, one of her cousins or something got into it. And oh, her sister, sister, that's it. And then they uh, uh saved the saved her life. Pretty uh, yeah. pretty interesting. They had to like stuff. run her to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's something about inducing vomiting and that they knew what to do. It was old times, I'm sure. In previous eras, they had lost family members to <laughs> to drink it too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, did you see that thing in China? No, man. They found the oldest flush toilet. Wow. 2,400 years old. Wow. Yeah, in, a, in like this old castle they're like, that was like been buried and they're digging it up. 
Like it had plumbing flowing, like water flowing through. It, it. had a toilet that you would flood that would flush flush your shit out of pipe, out of a clay pipe. Wow, man! And it just made me think about that. Like, yeah, you're right. They, you know, they lost people. people. I don't think it was so different back then. I agree. I think no matter what you like, people knew what to do. You figure you out know? a way to live in a society in a civilized like nobody way. wants to live walking barefoot in their own shit. <laughs> right, I don't care dude. what like I don't care what time you go back to <laughs> you know like I think people just figured out how to do things. Most people like a good bath, <laughs> bathe a little bit, yeah, yeah, get kind of clean, organized. We also we didn't have a lot of stuff. I think that's kind of, you know, pe- yeah, the difference. Yes. People weren't hoarding shit. You didn't have a lot of hoarders because you didn't have stuff to hoard back then. That's a good point. You know, the, the stuff. The, we, we have these houses filled with stuff. We create these needs that are not really necessary, man. Oh, just artificial. Yeah, it's built upon this materialistic society that you know, we probably don't even think about it. This is our accumulation of shit. Yeah. And back then, right? You got your... <laughs> it was a little simpler. You know, you didn't have to get all the electronics, and you probably didn't get a lot of mail, uh, you know, piling up in the corner, and uh, you had your pots and pans for cooking, <laughs> you know? And, oh, you had a pot and a pan. You probably took your time to set up a situation where you and your family could shit where you don't have to smell it. <laughs> I assume some time was dedicated to that project. <laughs> He really had nothing else to do, right? He's like, you know, I'm tired of waking up in the morning and I just smell my shit. It's really, uh, I've had enough. I'm, I'm moving you the shit chamber. You're not, you're not just going to sit there staring at the shit. <laughs> you know, like you and the wife, you're sleeping. You're like, do you smell something? This is... Uh, this and is even if you're too dumb that you're shitting on your floor and it's right there and everything. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to go to the neighbor's house for a dinner or something, for barbecue. <laughs> I can only assume. You know, you're going to be like, oh, you guys built built this little house and dug a hole? Yeah, you're man. the hole? That's right. An outhouse. Oh. You know, and then it slowly evolves, and then somebody makes a better door. Somebody puts an event. And then yeah, it's slowly, dude. You know? The neighbor down the street, Ron, he met a Chinaman the other day. You <laughs> wouldn't believe what the guy showed him. The design. <laughs> It was incredible. Gave me a headache with all that chinking noise, but you know. <laughs> he hammered the shit out of those, <laughs> those hinges. <laughs> Look, we're going to war with China. We're bringing back Chinamen. There's nothing you could do is about that, it. <laughs> is, you know, I just, I thought about it the other day, and it's almost like I was, you know, I never, uh, okay, I was talking to a Chinaman. <laughs> And I was thinking about it while I was talking to him, but it's one of those, like, you can't even ask. It's racist. Because <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned, he, like, made a joke about being Chinese and working on the railroad. <laughs> and then he made the noise, like, oh, you know, no. swinging a pick. Oh, wow. And he was like, ching, ching. Oh, and my I, God. And then, I, and then I was thinking, is that why they're called chinks? And that's the end of our show, folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we appreciate the support. No, no, I'm serious. Is that a, that's an honest question. Is that why? I don't know why. It, I haven't really looked into Because it made the sound the, when, they were on the, when they worked the railroads? I mean, a lot of people worked on the railroads. I think the Irish and the Italians also worked on railroads in slave-like yeah, they, they conditions. They were more uh, doing the whipping. All right, well, we won't go down that road. The Chinamen built the railroads. Come on. Well, I'll tell you what. So, so blacks, if you get the ports... We should give China in the stations. Well, right? folks, we like, are at that magical point in time, believe it or not. <laughs> it is true. I'm being honest. We surpassed it quite a while ago. That's the fastest hour of the universe. That was a super fast hour. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, not fast enough. <laughs>